Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode. We got Greg coming back on from Tuesday's episode, and he is going to talk to us about this Smoky Mountain cabin that he owned out in the Smoky Mountains and the bizarre things that happened there. So let's get to Greg right now. All right, we're back with Greg. Greg, how you doing, my man? Doing good. Doing good. Good, man. So listen, after we got done recording that first hour, we realized well i didn't i realized you reminded me that you had uh some other bizarre experiences at a cabin that you guys lived at and so this uh the second half of this interview is going to be uh you talking about these experiences now uh this cabin was in the smoky mountains and i see here on the notes you put that uh you lived there from 2012 to 2015 so it's pretty consolidated as far as a period of time where you had all this experience going on. So if you want, just go ahead and take it off, take it away from here and start us off with these first experiences. Yeah, man. Uh, we had moved to this cabin, uh, like, like you said there, 2012. Uh, we had been living in Tennessee, I guess. We had moved here in 2009 and we had been living in an apartment for several years and we were like trying to find something a little bit uh, more secluded away from apartment life. And uh, 
I'd always wanted to live in a cabin, so we were looking, and I found this place online, and it had been sitting uh, pretty much empty for over a year or so. And after talking to the lady that owned it, she was like, you know, she could not get anybody to come out that far because it was like a, it's about an hour and a half from my work and at least 45 minutes from the nearest real town. But uh, it was right on the edge of the Smoky Mountain National Park on the uh, far eastern side and probably about 30 minutes uh, outside of Gatlinburg. And uh, I went down there and took a look at it and just fell in love with it and the seclusion. And it was a, just a little two-bedroom cabin, one bathroom. It had like a real small backyard with a with a fire pit. Somebody put a bunch of stones in a circle out there. And this, uh, I mean, I could cut the whole thing with a push mower probably in about, you know, 30 minutes or so. And had a little front area where you could park that was mainly all gravel where we park all our cars but on the actually it was on the 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 front of it faced down a mountain and the back of it kind of went up a mountain so it was like on the side of a small mountain there and uh had a big huge porch on the front screened in front porch and uh that's where we spent most of our time really i mean every evening i'd come home it was like you know like paradise to me come out there and sit on the porch till late at night in the rocking chairs and uh, it just kind of started the, the activity. It really started right away when we got there. And I had already been exposed to Bigfoot type stuff and activity because I'd been going out in the national park, I guess, for at least a year doing uh, research and gifting and having experiences and stuff. And uh, it wasn't, but about where I would go, it was pr- wound up being about 10 or 15 minutes from where this cabin was. And uh, so I was like thrilled to death to be able to move down there. Because um, I could, you know, heck, you know, I could spend more time going out to the, my research spots and stuff. And so about a month before we moved in the cabin, I'd asked the lady, could I start, you know, just taking a few loads of stuff down there? you know, gradually over the next month before we finally moved in, you know, our official move-in date. And I'd go down there maybe two, at least twice a week, two to three times a week with a whole trailer load of boxes and things like, you know, fill the back of my truck up just so it wouldn't be so much stuff on moving day to take down at one time. And I'd go down there after work and I'd get there maybe, I don't know, maybe 7.30, 8 o'clock and um, sometimes I wouldn't leave till almost midnight and I'd be there by myself, you know, just kind of decorating, you know, putting up stuff. And she had a bunch of, uh, brand new wooden blinds that she needed to put up. She's like, you know, if y'all want these blinds up, you know, if you can put them up, you know, y'all can use them. And so I said, sure. So I was down there one night and, uh, I guess it was about, I don't know, maybe 11 o'clock, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, getting kind of late, and I was about ready to wind up everything and head back, you know, to our apartment, which is about an hour and a half drive. And uh, I was hanging up a pair of blinds kind of in the front window that faced the uh, the driveway where we parked. And uh, 
it was just a big window. I mean, you couldn't see anything outside. It was so dark. And I was standing in the window, you know, mounting it to the frame. And I started hearing an owl outside. I mean, it was just like right outside the window somewhere. It was a screech owl. And for those that know what a screech owl sounds like, it's really creepy sounding. I mean, it's just really high-pitched, trilling sound. And uh, it was just right outside somewhere. And it was really loud. And I was like, well, that's cool. I'm going to go outside and listen to it, you know. So I stopped what I was doing and just kind of walked out in the, the driveway. I was just listening, and I didn't hear it no more. I was like, okay, that's great. I walk out here, and it stops. Well, a few seconds later, I hear what sounds like a cat, and it's meowing, you know, like a meow, and it's, uh, when you're standing out in the driveway, you're facing, when you walk out the door, you stand in here in the driveway, and you're facing down the driveway, to your left, goes down a hill, maybe 20 yards, and then it's solid woods, and to your right, it goes straight up a hill, maybe 15 yards and it's solid woods that way. So I'm standing there and I hear this cat meowing and it's coming from down the hill in the woods. So I'm like, okay, well, I'd seen a cat there, you know, earlier in the week, a little yellow cat and uh, it had come up there. So I said, okay, well, it's just that cat, you know, and I'm sitting there looking for it. And I hear another meow and it comes from behind me up on the hill, up the hill. And I'm like, okay, we got two cats out here. They're meowing at each other, you know. And uh, I'd say about 15 seconds or so later, another cat meows, and it's from down the driveway. So at this point, I got supposedly three cats meowing at me from different directions. And uh, they're just going back and forth, like every 10 or 15 seconds. A meow this way, a meow that way. And I'm like, okay, this is creepy, you know. What the heck's going on? And it did it. I guess it lasted maybe... 30, 40 seconds, all this was going on. Maybe 45 seconds, whatever. And the last meow, it was like a meow, and then a whoop, just a loud whoop from up on the hill. And I was like, oh, crap, I know what that is. You know, and it's just like chills went from head to toe. And I was like, they're here. I was like, oh, my God, you know. I mean, big shocker, you're in the middle of the woods next to the National Park. But it's like I wasn't <laughs> expecting that, you know. And uh, so I was like, okay. At that point, I really wasn't that used to them yet of course it, that's the first thing that ever happened so i was like okay i'm getting i got all my stuff and just like i'm heading back home you know i'm out of here you know so that was the first experience and uh after that we finally got moved in and uh i started just kind of exploring the woods around us and we were on five acres and uh just solid woods i mean you looked on a satellite map and it's like this red roofed cabin in the middle of nothing and just woods and uh you could actually there's a mountain you could see behind our cabin and just right over that mountain was the national park but uh there was i had two neighbors down at the very end of my driveway and my driveway was probably about a quarter mile long and it winded and curved and went all the way back down to the road and they were right there on the road so they had about five or ten acres so Really, you just got three houses there, solid woods, and about 10 acres between each other, you know. So we were pretty secluded. But we had, I noticed I had game trails kind of going up behind the cabin and all around it and stuff. And I was noticing that uh, there were a lot of limbs snapped, you know, pretty, pretty high, like at least my head, eye level or higher. 
And I was like, well, I know that's not deer. You know, something big's walking through here. And uh, it's either a person or, you know, it's a Bigfoot, you know. And so that was kind of, kind of went from there. And I started leaving uh, like peanut butter crackers and apples and things like that. I just started setting those out around the property just inside the tree line, like on stumps or logs that were laying on the ground. And, um. Maybe, maybe a few feet away from it, I'd line up several little small rocks, you know, make a little stack of rocks or something to see if something would mess with it, you know. And, uh, after a while, I mean, it's the rocks, I mean, the food sometimes would get taken, you know, and I wasn't sure if it was an animal taking it or not, but the rocks would start getting uh, rearranged in different designs and stuff. Kind of like what was happening at my research area out in the National Park. I'd line them up in a straight row. I'd come back. They'd all- this was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.